And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Four of them are doctors, three of them play drums Two try to give advice when you only need one But when you want someone to pick you up from school Five dads in the pickup line and some grounds for ridicule She's got two Welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Saturday, June 10th, 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, i got a few dads. i got Taz Mellis. Mm, yeah. Saturday dad problems today, I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer, super dad, J.D. Hello. There he is. And here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live here on the weekend. On YouTube, we love to see it. Hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. I saw some people here in the stream team saying, this is the first time I've ever seen you guys live on YouTube. I'm usually driving to work like a dad. (laughs) (laughs) So we appreciate it for swinging by. Uh, Make sure you subscribe. Go get your No Dunks merch as well over at nodunks.com. Your t-shirts, your hoodies, your mugs, and your hats. Okay, we got lots to talk about. Some NBA news. We had a weird trade that went down yesterday. Hmm. But we are here to break down game four of the NBA Finals. The Nuggets, one win away task from the franchise's first NBA championship after the 108-95 win against the Heat in Game 4 of the Finals last night. We had a blast on playback. Balanced team effort here from the Nuggets, but a good Gord, Aaron Gordon, leading the way with 27 points. He's sort of the uh, main story yeah. from this one. But what do you think? Yeah, the supporting cast is 100% the story. The Heat did a pretty good job. I thought of pestering Jamal Murray, just being in his face. I thought Gabe Vincent did a pretty good job of that. They figured it if we cut off the head of the snake, that we can win this game. Mm-hmm. They did a damn good job. Murray was not in his rhythm all night. His worst shooting night of the NBA Finals by far, 5 of 17. Jokic didn't really have his flow either. He banged home a few threes for sure, uh, but his worst shooting night, of the NBA Finals. He even got an own goal credited to him, too, <laughs> right. uh, when the Heat banged one home for him. They needed the sporting cast to step up. And they did it, even with Jokic on the bench in the final few minutes. And, and we'll get to that, but Aaron Gordon was just damn phenomenal. Amazing. Uh, he didn't hit a basket until the second quarter, and from the second to the fourth quarter, he was 11 of 13, just capitalizing on all the attention on Murray especially. He was doing a lot of the creeping on the baseline, you know, mm-hmm. like, a, like a teenager scared of his dad creeping in at four in the morning just on the baseline. And then, boom, I mean, they found him over and over and over again. And uh, I said Jokic on the bench in the fourth quarter with five fouls from the nine-minute mark to about the four-minute mark. 
huge buckets from Aaron Gordon. Uh, Jamal Murray found him when the Heat shrunk the lead to six points. Gordon found underneath, and he scored over Caleb Martin. He was just using his size. Michael Malone said he put his hard hat on. That's exactly what he did. I didn't know when he came over from Orlando two years ago if he could be this type of player, if he could be just this not like an anti-finesse type of guy. Like He wanted to be a star. He made a yep. rap song about uh, Dwayne Wade screwing him over in the dunk contest, and then all of a sudden he becomes this guy who just capitalized on, on the size advantage and just being a bully and uh, was a monster. Yeah. Uh, he, and he hit three threes. His 4-3 was at the end of a shot clock, too. So he, he the miss, I should say, was at the end of a shot clock. So just got scorching hot. And then Bruce Brown, I, he gets, yes, Aaron Gordon, the storyline, but Bruce Brown's kind of overlooked here. Huge fourth quarter points. Huge. He had the, he had the most points of any nugget in the fourth quarter yeah. with, with 11 points. Four makes in the last six minutes of this game. Again, when I, I said Jokic, those minutes, five-plus minutes, those are usually when the Nuggets lose this game mm-hmm. or lose lose their lead. Lose but, the lead, but yeah. they lost it by one point. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, they were up 10, the Nuggets were, when he went out. And when he came back, they were up nine. Yeah, 941 to 409, five and a half minutes. No problem, because the guys like Aaron Gordon and Bruce Brown, That's Bruce Brown's a guy coming off the bench making six mil and has just fit in so well. Eight of 11 from the field, 21 points. He had 21 points in this game. Huge supporting cast production, yeah. for sure. Aaron Gordon, career playoff high with 27 points. He's played in nearly 40 playoff games, so pretty impressive to do that in the NBA Finals. Yeah. He banged home the three threes, like you said. He had three lobs that he finished, some of them dunks. That one that Jokic threw to him, he just like flipped it over his head, showing off the athleticism. Seven boards, six assists as well. We talked about Aaron Gordon after Game 3, how impressed we were with his game. He didn't fill up the box score, but he was contributing across the board. He is doing an incredible either... Um, uh, Iguodala or Wiggins impersonation here. That's what he's gone on. Sort of mm-hmm. when you look at his career, even as those guys were like the lead guys Absolutely. on their teams, you know, that didn't have a lot of success. Oh, can they be a, a number one? Well, maybe not. And then, of course, they make both of those guys make their way to the Warriors where you're playing with like superstars. You fall into your role, play defense, uh, contribute across the board. And that's what I think AG's doing here. He was a plus 29 last night. Statitudes pointed out. Highest such figure in a finals game in five years. You had to go back to Kevin Durant, who was a plus 30 in the 2018 finals. Amazing. And AG's regularly guarding the opponent's best offensive player, as he has throughout the postseason here. And according to ESPN Stats and Info, opponents have shot under 40% from the field and under 28% from three when Aaron Gordon is the primary defender in these 19 playoff games. So he has been... Phenomenal, And yeah, they needed that last night. They needed Bruce Brown and his 21 points in the fourth quarter because the Heat took away Jamal Murray, at least the scoring aspect. So he was doing a great job of playmaking, and I know we'll get to that. And then Jokic with the ankle uh, injury there and the foul trouble. I mean, the finals ended last night in that five-minute stretch, right? It was there for the Heat to take to tie this series up to two to possibly even win the whole thing. But I don't think, and I don't think many people out there think, they're coming back like the 2016 Cavs from a 3-1 deficit and maybe not even coming back to Miami uh, for a game six. Doesn't feel that way. No. This would be a rare feat. The Nuggets haven't finished or haven't faced an elimination game so far in the postseason. 
that doesn't happen very often for a champ to not face an elimination mm-hmm. game. It happens very, very infrequently. Last team to do that, a Warriors team, a Kevin Durant Warriors team, 2017. And then the team before that, the 99 Spurs. Holy Champs crap. that don't face an elimination game, thanks to Adam Reisinger for that stat. That's amazing. But yeah. In the, in the last 25 years, just two teams and the Nuggets could be the third. And it sure feels that way because Michael Malone had so much faith in his supporting cast. Because that, that was a scary times, I, I think, you know, earlier in the season for the Nuggets, the non-Jokic minutes, but they sure. they found their way, especially against this this Heat team that can't make them pay with size. Uh, so they say, all right, Jokic to the bench. And we're not bringing Thomas Bryant in for you. We're not bringing DeAndre Jordan in for you. We're just sticking to what we do best. And Aaron Gordon basically as the center, Jeff Green sort of as a center. Jeff Green had a, a huge three in that stretch. Yeah, to lose that five and a half minutes by one point, that was it. Uh, that was yeah. That was that was definitely the game, and yeah, a huge amount of faith going into to that team. It was sort of Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon pick and roll time, and they just found it from there. You said Murray, twelve assists, zero turnovers. Uh, that, that doesn't happen very often in the NBA either, and it, it's you know, did he get some of those? Hey, I'm throwing it out to the three point line. The the. And the guy bangs it home and he gets an assist? Yeah. yeah, of course. Jokic with that 29-footer, that one that was way deep. We saw the, the 29-foot uh, oh. little caption or yeah. whatever you want to call it yeah. uh, on, the, on the floor come up on ABC as he banged home that three. Did Murray deserve an assist for that? Nah. But whatever. He said double-digit assists in all four finals games. I know. <laughs> I know. And he's not really – I don't even no. look at him as the point guard on this team. Right. But he's doing an incredible job. He's like – I know he finishes 5 of 17. He missed some shots that he usually you know makes. And the Heat do try and take it away. They've trapped him a lot more, blitzed him as we talked about in game three we saw – but even then, he was still just making the right play. Like he, he for a guy that can hit incredible tough shots, he really didn't force a lot last night. That's true. He's like, all right, they're taking me out of the play. That's their game plan. Let's make the simple pass and let these other guys, uh, you know, step up. Uh, so that's how you get to twelve assists. And yeah, some of them of the uh, the variety where you just kick it to a three point shooter. Yeah, and they knock it down. But you know, still the plan was to sort of slow him, as it should have been. I, I mean, I agree with that. But Spo's thinking here. Uh, but, you know, these other guys stepped up, especially Aaron Gordon. You're right. That's what Spo wanted, and he said anybody else can beat us, and then the stats bear out that they did. Yeah. The Nuggets shot 12 for 19 off passes from Jamal Murray. That's a damn good percentage. Go. So when they shot the ball immediately, 12 of 19, including 7 of 11 on threes. Yeah, the Nuggets collapsed, and boom, boom, boom. Uh, four straight 10-assist games. Only Magic Johnson has a longer streak in finals history, and he was doing it to everybody. You know, four to Jokic, three to Gordon, that, that one that was really key there midway through the fourth, a couple to Porter, a couple to Brown, and one to Jeff Green, also in that stretch that there stretch. at the end. Yeah, that's right, because Denver goes into the fourth quarter up 13. I think Aaron Gordon had finished the third quarter with a three in the corner. So they're up 13. It's like, okay, Miami has to come out to start this quarter or this thing is a wrap. They do. You mm-hmm. know, they play with some desperation. They scored the first eight points. Suddenly we have a game. Then Jokic picks up the, you know, questionable fifth foul, which we'd just be we would be going nuts about here this morning if the Heat go on to win this, right? Yeah. The 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 bam flop, which he did. He sold the hell out of it. Of course he did. But Jokic has five fouls. He goes to the bench, like you said, about nine thirty left or so. And then, 
you know, suddenly it is a five-point game. Jimmy had that and one inside, and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then, yeah, Jamal Murray hits a big three, silences the crowd. Then he finds Aaron Gordon on that funny little lob pass inside. AG just too big. He had a pump fake party in there. He scored. And then off the Murray pass, Jeff Green bangs home a huge corner uh, three, pushes the lead back to 11, you know, a little more breathing room. And then KCP playing great defense uh, sort of near the end of that little stretch, sort of locked up on successive possessions, Jimmy and Bam. Uh, So he contributed on the defensive end. And yeah, after it was all said and done, it was like, here comes Jokic, and it's like, they didn't really cut into the lead all that much. And once he came back, then it was like, okay, good night. <laughs> I mean, that was it. That was the finals right there for the Heat, in my opinion. Yeah, and so people were panicking at that 940 mark where Michael Malone decides not to challenge that flop. Right. Jokic's right. fifth foul. But it's one of those scenarios where there was contact, and so it's difficult for... It would be really, really difficult for the referee to overturn that. I don't think they would have overturned nah. it. I think he played it wisely. Yeah. He obviously had faith in his team. We kept wondering on playback, when does he bring him back? Yeah. You know, especially when it got to five and it was like, whoa, oh man, there was some momentum going there for Jimmy and the Heat. And he just wrote it out. Wrote and, it you know, out. These guys hit three, so it makes it a little easier. Yeah. Right? Half of the fourth quarter, he's got his best player on the bench just sitting there. And, and I thought he would have a, a, a just the faith in Jokic because why wouldn't you have the faith in Jokic not to foul and because in the Lakers series right. when LeBron got two fouls drew two fouls on Jokic to give him his fifth foul about you know midway through the the fourth they allowed Jokic to just ride it out on the floor and yeah Jokic wasn't playing as hard defensively not yeah. to get that sixth but they just wanted him out there yep. wanted his presence out there on the offensive end incredible stuff <laughs> they, they just had the confidence in Murray's passing ability just doing a great job not turning it over he really really played within himself so even though it was a 5 of 17 line a, a bad shooting night yeah. really a lot a lot in and out he just had a a masterful you know floor general type game yeah the heat have tried almost every coverage to stop this squad i mean the denver nuggets are just a clearly better team because like i said they've trapped pick and rolls they've played drop coverage at times they've obviously played some zone they've switched they have Butler and Bam. I don't want us to forget this. Two of the league's best defenders at their positions. At the guard slash wing position with Jimmy, obviously Bam is a center. Those two guys are on the Nuggets' best players. They're locked in on Murray and Jokic. There's no, like, hiding, you know, Jimmy on someone else. The same for the offensive end. You know, Bam obviously going to be matched up against Jokic because he's, like, the biggest guy they have. And none of, the, none of these things I just listed have really worked for more than a handful of possessions in a row. Mm-hmm. So and that just like you know just goes to the credit to these two guys, the levels they're operating at right now, the way they're seeing the floor, their basketball IQ, everybody helping out. I mean, Malone obviously for putting them in the right spots. Caspo's tried it. They've tried a lot of things here, and yeah, they got hot from three for that one game in game two, and maybe that's what it comes down to. They just need like three light out games here from deep right. to give them a chance because this was another game where they sucked sucked when it came to shooting the three. Eight of 25. Eight bad, 25 three-point attempts bad, too, as the Nuggets try and take that away from them. Yeah, they did a good job doing that. Uh, yeah, we saw Jokic and Murray hot enough in, in game three to steal it with, with that in, those incredible lines, the 30-point triple-doubles, and then just able to just pass off to these other guys <laughs> to do the job in this one. Just incredible acquisitions by 
Tim Connolly, who's now in Minnesota and has a piece of that team. Kind of weird that they could win a championship here. The guy who built the team just left before this season. I mean, he, he, made, he made some incredible acquisitions yeah. to get Aaron Gordon on this squad. You know, the, it, it is an Andre Godala type acquisition, and uh, this team has been built to win. And, and here they are beating Jimmy Butler and uh, Bam Adebayo, who I liked. What Spolster did, played the more minutes. This was a must-win game. Played them nearly, you know, 45 for both of them. And uh, matched up. Bam, as you said, has to be the guy guarding Jokic. Matched up those minutes a little bit differently in this one. Smart. Uh, but they just couldn't get enough offensively in the end. Jimmy, as incredible as he is, he hasn't had a takeover game here in the finals. The Nuggets, number one. Their, their length is bothersome. Uh, Jokic being around all the time because they're playing job coverage is bothersome, and it's just hard to do to to be a takeover guy series after series after series. He's after played series. a lot of minutes here yeah. in the postseason. I believe he's the leader in postseason minutes. Yeah, it's hard to quantify how much it's worn him down, but it's had to worn him down. He had he was limping off the floor in that conference finals. They played seven games. And I, I think it does play a factor. We're, we're seeing and Aaron one game. Gordon on him too. Let's oh yeah, no, let's not gloss over. It. Like no, he's a big ass dude. They're, yeah, he, they're looking. He, he for... bullied other guys. Jimmy did in these other series. Yeah, yeah. No, there's, there's. I know he hunts Jamal Murray. And he hunts KCP. Yeah. But even those, I mean, those guys. Uh, Jamal Murray came into this series. You know, I was there watching him in the in the pregame press conference before this series and he was basically he, like he called kind of called out Jimmy Butler in a way saying he's gonna he's gonna throw his body around he's gonna flop around and try and get calls he was up for the task yeah. and he's there physically he he had LeBron going at him la- last uh, round in the conference finals as you know they got the switches to get Jamal Murray going so he's taken some pride in this and it's hard for Butler to find a a great matchup in this series he was decent in this game but in the fourth he couldn't really get it going so 25 for him he had that spurt at the end of the first quarter that looked good but he hasn't had a 30 point game in a while since game one of the eastern conference finals and yeah you got to figure the matchup length is just a problem everywhere there's length everywhere on this freaking team Mm -hmm. and uh yeah and just a lot of minutes as you said 15 turnovers didn't help Miami Heat last night either. Led to 17 nugget points, uh, which, I mean, like, look, they had that awesome game three where they never turned the ball over and still lost. Then they have, like, 10 plus more than they did in game three. That's going to hurt. And they just can't shoot at home. They shot 45% last night from the field, 8 of 25 from three, like I said. And the starting backcourt gave Vincent and Max Struess another brutal game. One for 10. These two guys combined. No three-pointers from them. Max Struess is shooting 16% here in the finals. <laughs> and I saw a fast break breakfast tweet last night that Max Struess, Tass, has scored in two quarters Yeah. in this series. Two quarters. <laughs> we are now through game four here. He's played a lot. He's played in every quarter, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's rough. I mean, this is a starter on your team who's obviously contributed uh, throughout the postseason and regular season, and he can't score. And a lot of these guys are just struggling. Yeah. Yeah, he had that hot quarter uh, where he hit four yeah. threes. Uh, but starting backcourt giving you uh, two points. It's rough. You know, Lowry came in and was pretty damn good. Did some Lowry things for sure. Yeah, he did as much as he possibly could. He contributed. Duncan Robinson also a dozen points. Caleb Martin 11 points off the bench. Pretty good bench production when you look at it that way, but not enough starter production. Even Kevin Love had a spurt. What, he scored nine straight? That's all you can ask of Kevin Love. It would have been nice to get a little bit more backcourt help 
for sure from those two guys. Gabe started this series strong. Both those guys trying to get paid this offseason, Vincent and Struess. Uh, but it was, uh, yeah, they've they've kind of lost it. They've they've just lost it a little bit. Is there any way we see Tyler Hero Ooh. on Monday? <laughs> or no, at this point, <laughs> throw it out there, huh? I mean, what do you have to lose? Yeah, the finals. But yes, oh, yeah. you're going to lose the. Finals. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. I hear what you're saying. It's it's just so weird. Again, my untrained eye was there watching him. He looked good pregame. He looked good going against Omer Yurt Seven and and the backup Miami Heat assistant coaches and 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 the backups of the backups. Uh, but I don't know. I, I guess. I'm with, I'm kind of with you. I think you're saying just why the heck not? Yeah, this guy is yeah. a, is literally a walking bucket hat. No, he is a walking bucket. <laughs> right. So why not? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, random notes from this one. How about that uh, game delay we had? <laughs> where Bam hanging on the rim a little too long. He like did a second hang on it while he was up there uh, on that putback dunk attempt and bent the rim and was uh, you know off kilter. Was it who who tried to bring it back? Was it Jokic? Jokic, yeah, yeah Jokic. He's using, a, he looked at using it. His weight, trying to get it back down. Yeah, but then you know, out come the ladders, up go the guys in the suits. <laughs> I guess it didn't take all that long. I couldn't really tell. We were having too much fun on playback, just chopping it up. But uh, yeah. yeah, this is the third game this year that the Nuggets have been involved in this type of incident. Yeah, usually. <laughs> Where is that? Both of the first games were at home, right? Yeah. Both in Denver. Yeah, yeah. I think we uh, ridiculed the employee in Denver for just being in a in a hat and like sweats. <laughs> I don't know which which I like better, a suit guy come help. I wouldn't out. want to be going up and down a ladder in a suit. I mean, I yeah. sort of felt bad for the guy. Yeah, <laughs> but they got they got taken care of pretty quickly. Yeah, it felt fast. It I, sort of. I, I think while while we were watching playback, somebody in the stream said eight minutes. Oh, is that what it was? Oh, and then and then, then there was the. Incident with this woman. Uh huh. Did we ever find out what happened? No. I didn't see a single thing in in my reading. Somebody wheelchaired off. Yeah. Like, was it? Yeah. Did they pass out? Did they fall? Were they just drunk? Were they feeling well? That was yeah, weird. She seemed to be with it when she yeah. was in the wheelchair. But uh, yeah, that was okay. yeah, that was a, a, an up and down eight minutes. Yeah, we were like, <laughs> who's this gonna help? Yeah, we were trying to figure that out. It's like, I mean, is it good for? Yeah, we didn't know. You never know with that. You just know it's gonna be a story. Until it's not, you know, like yes. if a team rips off a run, oh, oh wow, that, that that delay helped them, and nah. there wasn't really anything from that. Yeah, these Nuggets, nuggets continued to play well. Exactly, they're locked in. Yeah, Nuggets are the 37th team in NBA history to own a 3-1 series lead in the finals. Only one of those previous 36 teams went on to lose the finals. Everybody knows who they are. 2016 <laughs> Golden State Warriors with the Cavs coming back, but yeah, you gotta be. I guess just a diehard Miami Heat fan to think they're coming back because the Nuggets just look like the clearly better team. And they haven't even played all that great in some of these games and still pull out the victories. But Malone pointed out the defense last night. I mean, that was the thing. Like, yeah, flowers to AG, flowers to Bruce Brown. But it's the defense that's, like, doing a great job, taking away the three-pointers, obviously, you know, showing up the def- uh, the defensive glass. They're just playing great. They're all co- They're all committed to that. Um, yeah. And they and they are definitely holding themselves, you know, throughout this postseason run, if we're being honest, just with this team that knows we're better than all these teams if we just play our game. <laughs> and they, they they don't, like, you know, they, there's no the highs they're not, highs and lows don't, don't really exist with this team, it feels like. No. They're just very composed. And that's probably, you know, 
I guess we saw a little emotion from Jokic when he did a weird little celebration <laughs> on the sideline after one of those threes during the run when he was off. When he was off, For the yeah. most part, they've been pretty even keeled. Yeah, you see Jokic extremely pumped, very rare. It's never for himself. It's no. always it's always yeah. when a teammate bangs one home. As he says, what's the line? A pass makes two people happy, okay. or an assist yes. makes two people happy. Yes. Deep thoughts. Check out our video. We did a deep thoughts with Jack Handy video about Nikola Jokic's quotes because he's full of them, and he was full of life only when, when somebody else scores. But as you said, they're, they're steady. It's hard not to compare to the Tim Duncan Spurs. Like, you are led by a very steady guy in Jokic who doesn't mm-hmm. get too high and too low. And here they are, you know, go through four rounds, potentially here without an elimination game. I mean, yeah, they are they are ridiculously steady. Home court helps. A nice home court advantage in the finals versus a team uh, that didn't have a better record than them. Again, it, it broke pretty nicely that the top three teams in the Eastern Conference didn't get to the finals because they all had a better record than the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, but there's so, and, and, and part of that is because Denver Nuggets like took their foot off the gas at the end of the regular yeah. season. And we all said, what is this? What is this right, blip? Right. Um, are they actually you know taking a, uh, some time off are they riding their horses off into the sunset but no yeah they feel great and yeah, Michael Malone is on this team and pushing the right buttons you said the defense that that was his pregame speech yeah uh, he he said uh, no one's given our defense credit it's it's like he had a, like a playbook like first game we got to come out here and win the, the game number three um, he said to Jeff Green how many finals you've been in, how many finals you've been in, just you know, trying to imply that you don't get here every time. And then right. this time it was the defense. And so yep. all three wins, he's had a line and it's worked. And it's not the sexy thing to talk about. Defense ain't the sexy thing to talk about. But that's how they win, for sure. Five, eight of 25, as you said, from the three-point line. I can't remember, for the first time in the series, I think, a lot of open threes. Mm-hmm. Usually there are some open threes yeah. that they were clanking. Yeah. And this one... They felt attached. They felt ready. Nothing yeah. felt easy for the Miami Heat when they scored. <laughs> Agreed. You know, yeah. we had the we had the Grift King, uh, Kyle Lowry doing his best. You know, mm-hmm. getting to the line, gra- grabbing and doing all his things, and and you know, selling some uh, contact. But like, it just felt like a slog. Yeah. Uh, and that's credit to the Nuggets defense, no doubt. So, do you think this is ending on Monday night? Yes. Do you think this is over? I know you had the Nuggets in five, so why wouldn't you continue <laughs> with your prediction? But. You think they'll feels take care that, of business? It feels that Wouldn't way. it be a very Miami Heat thing to win? Got them right <laughs> where they want them. Right when, we, right when we say they're done, it's over. Yeah. Take that final nail, put it in the coffin, and they pop up like The Undertaker? No, I, I'm with you. It feels like it's a wrap. Again, we're shooting series. We're sorry. We're shooting game for their best two yeah, players yeah, in this game, so you expect they bounce back. Like Jamal Murray had his best game in game three after a meh game two for him. Only 18 points in game two. You'd expect him to bounce back. And same with Jokic. Maybe that ankle injury is a problem. Just feels like, yeah, they're they're stacked with talent, and the Heat are a little gassed. And how how can you pick the Heat really? You only have to pray, I think, because like you, we keep saying, well, Jimmy's got to have a big Jimmy game, and you know, Bam's got to play better, and like these guys have asked, been asked to do a lot, you know. And for the most part, I think Jimmy's played okay. He has not been elite. Same with Bam. He's been good, maybe not great, but the Heat are only going to win Game Five if. One, two, or three of their guys, their shooters, catch fire. Like, they need Struess to hit a bunch of threes. They need Gabe to hit a bunch of threes. Or Lowry. Or Duncan Robinson. Or Kayla Martin. Like, they have five or six guys. I mean, maybe Tyler Hero. Who knows? They need one of those, two of those guys to just have those games where they hit three, four, five, whatever. 
from deep because they need those points. They need the math in their favor from deep. And then maybe they can get it back to Miami. But I just, you wouldn't bet on that right now. It wouldn't at all. But maybe you do out there. I don't know. Yeah, and uh, Spolster's pulling out every sort of move. Jimmy Butler always plays the first 12 minutes. And in this game, he sat after about seven and That's right. seven minutes and 20 seconds. So he could come back before the first quarter ended for the first time in this series and play against the bench unit a little bit more. Yep. with an, And it worked. Uh, he, he hit, what was it, uh, five points? No, no, it was seven. Right before the end of the first quarter, got the, that little run going to actually give the Heat the lead going into the second quarter. And then he had to play 45 minutes for the first time. They're gassing him. I mean, they, they're they exhausting every single option here. Mm-hmm. And that other team is just too good. My only other stat from last night, slow start to this game. Miami led 21-20. Yeah, Miami was up at the end of the first quarter somehow. 41 combined points, the fewest in the first quarter since game four of the Raptors-Warriors series in 2019, which only had 40 points in that game four. So low, low, low yeah. scoring affair there in the first quarter. Picked up as it went on a little bit, but yeah. That I was, mean, the first six minutes of that game were, <laughs> were rough. There was maybe some nervousness. Maybe. maybe. That was the Serge Ibaka game, right, in game four? I think so, yeah. yeah. The second half where he was scorching hot. Perfect in the third quarter. Finished with 21 that we had forgotten about until you went through all right. those unheralded performances on uh, Friday's show. Does Bruce Brown suddenly make that list? <laughs> we had Christian Brown in game three. Bruce Brown, how many minutes did he end up playing last night? Obviously at 21 points, 11 in the fourth. Yeah, it's getting overshadowed because of Aaron Gordon's performance because we want to talk about in order, Jokic, Murray, and then somebody else. Oh, Gordon had 27? That's good, but... Yeah, 21 points in 29 minutes, and we didn't Ooh, even mention... 29 minutes. He just missed the arbitrary cutoff I had of 28 oh. minutes. Oh, okay. So he's so not, not going to make this arbitrary list. No. And we didn't even say MPJ's name at all. Who played well. He but, played... I mean, he missed some, obviously. The, the <laughs> shot's just weird. He doesn't have his shot. He's 4 of 10 in this game. That's great for him. Yeah. <laughs> right now. Yeah. But you're right. He missed no threes. some more bunnies. No threes. He did have a dunk. Did get a couple inside around the rim, but he was better defensively. You know, he wasn't being completely like taken off the floor on that end. I yeah. thought he was at least like everybody for the Nuggets. Malone got through to them. Like, let's go take both of these here in Miami. And he and passed. Do a defense. And he did pass. That's the most <laughs> I've seen him pass all season. Exactly. If like three or four times. Yeah. The the bad stat would be if he was you know, five of fifteen, but he was able to just. You know, not get selfish. Yep. Not get ahead of himself. Not try and shoot him out of shoot himself out of the slump. And he moved the ball. If there was a pass column in the box score, I think this would probably be his highest number. Even though he didn't play a lot of the uh, of the games here in the finals, because he just he didn't force it. I will admit, though, because we said it all postseason long, especially me and Trey. Like we had we had excuse me Michael Porter Jr. as the ultimate X factor to the Nuggets championship. Right? If he plays well, they could do this. If he doesn't, ugh, probably not. And he he played really well during the entire postseason run until the finals. But he's been horrible, and they're up three <laughs> one. Didn't need I him. Mean, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, to the point where he's like even getting taken off the floor at times. So it's crazy just the the depth of this squad and everybody that is playing for the most part is contributing. Outside of him struggling with the shot, and even KCP played better last night. Uh, hitting a couple shots off the top of my head. I think he had a couple threes. Didn't he, he did, yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else? 
from game four no, last night. No, it was a uh, first shot, I think, of Nikola Jokic's wife, though. I'll add that in. I don't think we've ever seen <laughs> her right. in the seats. I think it was on his deep three that he hit. Uh, camera, pan to her. Huge clap. Huge clap. Behind every man is a strong woman, and uh, she she was there. Uh, she, she you could see the ferocity. She's intense. She's very intense. Yes, she wants uh, she wants these W's. Even though I'm sure, like Jokic, she doesn't want the spotlight. She probably hates that anybody would ever talk about her or that they showed her in the crowd. But I don't I don't think she usually sits. Well, she's she's generally there. She's but there. They just don't show her. Yeah, maybe they yeah. just don't show. I mean, there her. were people on playback. I couldn't tell if people were kidding or not, but I don't think they were. Like some people were like, Jokic is married, <laughs> right? Jokic has a kid? Yeah. You know, we were talking about it. Like, people were like, what? Well, Jimmy Butler talked about his kid, too. He's done a good job of keeping that <laughs> on the down low. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Too many dads. <laughs> uh, anything else, my man? No, it was right. great. Well, let's take a break. And uh, when we come back, a bunch of NBA news. So don't go anywhere. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder love a hang loose hand or a salute but man it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back ouch we all carry around different stressors big and small when we keep them bottled up it can start to affect us negatively therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries it empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash no dunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. All right, here in the Classic Factory on a weekend. Thanks to everybody for joining us live on YouTube. Hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe. We've talked about Game 4 of the NBA Finals. We'll talk more about Game 5 on Monday's pod. But we do have some NBA news. We've got ourselves a trade involving absolutely not a single player. (laughs) Um, But according to Woj, the Denver Nuggets have acquired a 2024 first and second round pick and a 2023 second round pick in a deal with the OKC Thunder for a protected 2029 first-round pick. Way in the future, Tess. Uh, What do you think about this? These picks being traded between the Nugs, who are, yeah, in the NBA Finals, and the Thunder. (laughs) Yeah, that was the first shocking thing. (laughs) During the Finals. People were like, can you do this? (laughs) Is this legal? You can. It is. It's weird. It's It's rare. The trade deadline happens in February. Yep. But I guess the deadline stops at some point. Mm-hmm. It ends. Because the draft day usually is when the deals happen. You want me to take this one? Or you did a great job yesterday on playback of breaking this down. Well, I it's, think uh, you can see what both teams are doing absolutely. here. Absolutely. Uh, which is why this trade makes sense. From the Nuggets side of things, uh, they are getting the least favorable 
of OKC's first-round pick in the 2024 draft. They'll have the 37th pick and the 40th pick in this year's draft. And so they're doing this because they are hoping to get you know, low-cost contracts yeah. by finding some guys in the draft that they can add to their team to help navigate their you know, very expensive squad, They're the luxury tax with Jokic, Murray, and Michael Porter Jr. And those three guys making a ton of money. Mm-hmm. So you're going to need, especially with the second apron and how you'll be penalized and how tough it'll be to add, you know, guys uh, like vets to your squad and stuff like that. You need to hit these draft picks. It's going to become very, very important. So a couple more bites at the apple, right? That's it. From OKC side of things, they got a million of these. So it's like space them out. You know, do you, do you need do you need ten first round picks? It feels like in uh, one particular draft. No. Um, so if, you know, who knows what's happening in two thousand twenty nine? Will we even be here, Tess? <laughs> I don't want to go go you know down a rabbit hole, get dark, but you the mean, way we're going, oh, the smoke and the, oh, okay, the world, just you know? overall, yeah, yeah, uh, or, or at this desk. I thought you well, meant at first. No, God, I hope so. If uh, we if we are alive, we'll be at this desk. <laughs> but. Uh, the Thunder own bury me at this desk. <laughs> <laughs> the Thunder own fifteen first round picks now through the 2029 draft. So they're just like spacing them out. I don't yeah. know what the protection is on this 2029 first round pick. Yeah, that's like, a is good it call. Top five. Yeah, I thought it was top five for some reason, oh, but okay. I, I could I be in. No, nah, I could be incorrect about that because OKC still owns Denver's top five protected 2027 first round pick yes. because of the Jamichael Green trade. So maybe you're thinking that with the top no, five. Well, no, well, I know that the Nuggets also traded away their first round pick in 2025 to the Orlando Magic for Aaron Gordon. Right, okay. But that may not convey that year because there's some uh, some sort of line on that that says uh, it's what is it? It's top five. Anyways, there's protections on that too. And if it's not conveyed that year, then it goes to 2026. And then that Thunder one gets bumped. Anyway, right, right. Uh, yeah, you're right about the Nuggets just trying to hit and get somebody on the cheap, essentially, because they're paying so much to their top three, which doesn't include Aaron Gordon, who great extension that he signed four for 92. He is their fourth highest paid player. And then KCP. So yeah, they're just trying to, trying to hit. Can they keep Bruce seconds. Brown is the real question. Yeah, it's up to Bruce Brown, really. It's up to Bruce Brown because he could make more money. He'll make more money team. somewhere else. But does he want to try and run it back and maybe build a little dynasty here in Denver? Yeah, and yeah, he, uh, he's got a, a player option for six point eight. He could take get a, get opt out of that, get a raise, mm-hmm. uh, not a huge raise, and then in the twenty twenty four twenty five season make more with the Denver Nuggets. You know, he's sort of. Uh, Maybe take a little less to maybe make more later if you want to, if he wants to stick with the team. Or he could opt out, which we think he will anyway, and then make a whole lot more money. A whole lot more team. money because yeah. the Nuggets are unable to, yeah. to pay him. So, yeah, Sam Presti just taking a calculated risk that the Nuggets will be worse, you know, six years from now. And, you know, balancing their draft capital. It's pretty cool to have the foresight to say 2029, I want this happening. That's, yeah, just balancing out every pick that he has in the cupboard. So. Yeah, and I think it was uh, Brian Windhorst I heard on a mini podcast this morning or that they did late last night, you know, saying this to to, to Windhorst, excuse me, sort of says that the Nuggets are like, oh, yeah, we're running this back next year or we like our chances to continue to build this team we have, this squad, 
and we need to do like I said, we need to find your Christian Browns, and you know they got Watson there, they're yep. pretty high on. Like you, you gotta, you gotta keep replenishing those young guys and these like second round picks and stuff like that. Just cheap contracts that hopefully guys can still contribute when they're when they're asked to, like we saw Brown did in Game Three. So yeah, good little trade there, I think. Ishmael Smith has played for thirteen teams. The most in NBA history, going to get an NBA title here, but I think he's going to be playing for a 14th next year just because of how much he makes, $4.7 million. They got to work around the edges here and find somebody cheaper. So he's going to take that that mark in NBA history to another team, I think. He's pretty wild that he's going to play on another team, I, I assume anyway. DeAndre Jordan's going to have a ring before Chris Paul. How do you feel about that? <laughs> All right. Our next piece Classic. of news here. Earlier this week, Damian Lillard appeared on a podcast talking about the Heat and Nets as a possible trade destination. That prompted an intense discussion on ESPN's Get Up program featuring McCollum talking at length about the possibilities of a Dame move and why this summer's rumors seemed more intense than past years. And then later, CJ doing the car wash. uh, On first take, he dropped the money headline here. Quote, CJ McCollum, the market will dictate what happens here. Dot, dot, dot. If I was a betting man, I would say this is the last that we've seen of him in Portland, him being Damian Lillard, end quote. What do you think of Dame's buddy here, CJ, former teammate, uh, chiming in with his two cents? I thought this would make bigger headlines. If I was a betting man, I'd say the impressions on this should have been higher. His teammate saying... A former he, teammate, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> teammate for a very, very, very long time. Yeah. Saying, I think he's done with the Blazers. That's my guess. Not that he would ask out. But as we talked about earlier this week when Dame did an interview with Brian Custer and he said, oh, those opportunities look pretty good. I still want to be with Portland, but those other opportunities, yeah, yeah I'd love to play in Miami. Yeah, I'd love to play in Brooklyn, those specific Two scenarios. Because of Bam and Mikhail Bridges? Because of friends. His dogs. His dogs. Won a uh, a gold with Bam. and Did he win a gold with Bam? He played with that him. sounds right. Internationally. Yeah. Uh, they always get convoluted. Yesterday, I had, we had JD on the playback saying uh, that his son was playing FIBA and not FIFA. <laughs> and got me all confused. <laughs> I was like, I, I get confused with the FIBA World Cup and the Olympics. Yeah, I'm a basketball guy. I just slipped out FIBA. yeah and i was I like know. i don't think there's a fiba game yeah I, mean, I haven't stayed up to date on my video games but i'm pretty sure yeah. he's, he meant fifa yeah. fifa and i loved how you went off playback because i do this as well but you're still lurking in the chat like you're off video but mm-hmm. you're still back there uh you know because he just turned the camera off and then we started saying fiba there's a fiba game yeah he was in career mode in fiba uh yeah i'll also i'm also a basketball guy but um <laughs> FIFA was a far better game than FIBA, if there is a FIBA game. <laughs> there, there is a- Probably not. <laughs> FIFA, FIFA's a good game. But, uh, yeah, Dame is pretty open to a move, I'd say. I feel it's feeling more and more Kevin Garnett-like. Right, you've said where, that, yeah. Where we're like, we're at the threshold here. And it might be the threshold for Joe Cronin and the Blazers' front office, too. It's playing incredible. But how many more incredible years are you going to get where you get the trade value that you could get right this second I guess I said the same thing last year I know probably the year before but he, he had an incredible year yeah so Kevin O'Connor he says his sources say Portland's interest in building around Lillard is genuine so they are continue continuing to tell us that at least or at least the sources are telling that to guys like KOC front office though is exploring deals for the number three pick 
and it's also open to moving Anthony Simon's tasks. Mm. And so that immediately has everybody going, uh, can you get, you know, a Jalen Brown? Can you get a Siakam? Could you get a Mikael Bridges? Could you get a player of that caliber for that type of package? Three Simons and whatever, whatever else it would take to, to bring, like, a, a star player back. So we'll see. I mean, we, we it's funny because this is the most it feels like Dame has sort of, not hinted at, but at least uh, talked about going to these other destinations for reasons, but then yeah. continues to say he wants to be there, and it feels like Portland doesn't want him to go anywhere. But if that's the case, then they got to do something. Like, like... As currently constructed, I don't think adding either Brandon Miller or Scoot Henderson to the to the Blazers roster, as it is, is going to do anything next year, right? They're not going to be competing for a championship. <laughs> no. Well, okay, so that means something has to be done. If you're keeping Dame and you're going that way. And what do they have? Well, they have the number three pick, and, and Simon's a very promising young player that, that scores a lot and sort of plays a similar position to the Dame, yeah. It's silly season, baby, and I guess trades are allowed now, so uh, <laughs> let's start talking about them. I can't wait. Oh, we got all summer, man. Well, yeah, well, I think every day this, you know, around the, from the draft to free agency, you know, we should be talking about this stuff because it's, it's interesting. Dame to Brooklyn, as he implied, to go play with Mikel Bridges. Do they have enough in return? I don't know. I, I just don't see Brooklyn trading Mikel Bridges. I don't either. So why? Why, why would that happen? Uh, you, you mentioned uh, we we've all talked about the Miami scenario. Mm-hmm. What would Miami give up for Dame? How about Bam? He's a dog. He's a dog, though. They they would they would literally be like six four and under. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's and, and then if you don't trade Bam, if you play with Jimmy and Bam, Tyler Heroes the Tyler the, the Hero, biggest yeah, name. Is that really moving the needle? Is that moving the needle? Pat Riley would have to work something. Very creative to make that happen, I would say, amongst those two teams. I, OG, OG or Siakam, it starts to make some sense to me from the Blazers' side of things, right? And then from the Raptors' side of things, like if they're infatuated with a guard that can score, reports say Van Vliet and Gary Trent Jr. are gone. <laughs> so they're going to need some guards. Mm-hmm. You get a young, promising one in Simons. I know he's he's a people are very high on him or very low on him. It feels like uh, he's a polarizing player uh, is still very young uh but maybe something there and then yeah the, the I, I i feel you i feel you with that one and the jalen brown scenario just to balance out the team a little bit more I, it sounds crazy but if jalen brown was on the table last year for a potential kevin durant deal now he's one year closer to making that max deal like on the doorstep of making that max deal I mean, it's a lot to give up, but that would probably be the best player that the Blazers could get. No, and we know no disrespect you to could OG. just do Damian Lillard for Jalen Brown. We could just swap stars, but uh, Dame doesn't want to play in Boston. Oh, yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> the, the one team he seems to have admitted. Yeah, and Jason Tatum <laughs> commented on that. It's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah. Just can't be more clear, buddy. You don't want to play in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> we get it, man. Uh, we'll see. We'll be talking about it all summer long until... Nothing happens, and he's just there. Uh, all right, Golden State Warriors, they have an uncertain offseason. Uh, obviously, Bob Myers, their uh, front office head honcho, he's gone. They got this looming second luxury tax apron coming up for everybody. But the franchise appears committed to maximizing the title window here around Steph Curry, and they are expected to remain as competitive as possible. This is from Tim Kawakami 
at The Athletic, obviously plugged in with the Warriors, quote, I think the most likely scenario is that the Warriors keep most of this together for at least one more season. That's what Curry wants. His opinion sort of matters. End quote there from Kawakami uh, at The Athletic. This was part of a mailbag uh, that Tim did. And the question was the direction of the Warriors. And there being a lot of talk about trading Poole or Wiggins or Kuminga for another sort of aging star, let's say, to push for one more title. Um, but couldn't they go the other direction and see you later, Dre, see you later, maybe Clay, and and sort of try and stay uh, viable over a longer period? Mm-hmm. But that was him answering to, uh, that was uh, Tim's answer to this, that he thinks, because of Curry mainly, like, eh, we're going to bring the band back together here. And the band means Clay playing beside him and and it's likely Draymond yeah Yeah, that's what it means it's what it means for sure Uh, I just want to know what the contract is uh, with the Draymond scenario but yeah it's all lining up for a last dance I think because Clay is off the books at the end of next season the the, the 23-24 season so Steve Kerr and Clay will be entering contract years sure right Um, yeah it's it's Phil Jackson-esque like like Kerr's mentor one of his mentors I guess Uh, so Kind of feels like it's all lining up. You, you, you were questioning. I think we all were questioning the Bob Myers leaving. Does that mean the end of this team? Right. But I don't know. Last year kind of felt like the last dance, but that was coming off a championship. Now this is the last last dance. I think they're going back one more time. But the Draymond question is huge for me because that's the only guy they really have to sign. Uh, but. It really felt like with Bob Myers leaving, like that was the first piece to this thing dismantling. Um, you think they're coming back for one more? I think they probably will, but as currently constructed, I don't have a lot of faith in them to win another title. Like with the the age really showing for your Draymonds and your Clays, unless you know Fountain of Youth suddenly is installed there in the Bay. I I I don't like because they they've tried to do the uh, whole we got the young guys and we're gonna blend them into obviously our. Our champion guys, and they've done a poor job of that. <laughs> it hasn't worked out it so hasn't. far, but they tried that. They got rid of uh, Wiseman. Wiseman, and they didn't get to this this next evolution of their team until like 20 games into the season. Then they went and got back Gary Payton the second. Wiggins was gone for Wiggins a long time. Wiggins was gone. That is a, a big part of this equation. That right. is fair. Can Kuminga grow a little bit? You know, Moody has shown he's solid. I'm buying it. Oh. There goes that light. That light is moody that for sure. That light doesn't want to work on a weekend. Uh, also, they could move uh, Jordan Poole. I mean, that could be a piece that you actually trade. He uh, His value probably went down quite a bit uh, during the this postseason. If you don't want to do the two timelines. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Just to get another, Just to get another piece to really push for a title here if this is what they're talking about doing here. And, you know, when you got Curry on your team, you are in the running. Uh, that's, the, yeah. that's the honest truth. Yeah. We'll see. I'll get over there. JD's fixing it right now. It's all right. You can you can deal with us in a little bit of the dark here. Uh, final one here, Tass. Yeah, I thought this one was important. You want to talk about really old guys? You were really interested about this one, so I'm in, I'm interested oh, to hear yeah. your take because I wasn't even going to put it in. But Bucks forward Chris Middleton he underwent successful surgery on his right knee shortly after the playoffs to address uh, an issue that plagued him during the past season. Middleton is expected to fully recover. Should be back on the court come July. Um, so it was not a major surgery here. Per the athletic sources, cleanup procedure to his right knee was planned and scheduled prior to the season coming to a close. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, wh- why'd you want this one in here? Talk Middleton a little bit to me. 
Well, this is a guy who's the second best player on a championship team two years ago. He's got a $40 million option, over $40 million option coming up. He just had another surgery coming off a season where he was injured. He was in all the meetings with Giannis Tetokounmpo when they were courting a head coach and Adrian Griffin. He was part of that, so he's seemingly part of the future there. But he's in his 30s, another surgery. He's getting older. Brooke Lopez, really old. Uh, he's a free agent. This team has just gotten older real quick. And they you know, they were old last year when they had Drew Middleton and, and Brooke Lopez, three starters in their 30s. I guess we're talking about the Warriors in, in a similar way mm-hmm. uh, besides Giannis Antetokounmpo. But this team wants to win a championship right now. And I just wonder how healthy Chris, uh, Chris Middleton is going to be. I know this was a planned surgery, but anytime you go in, it's not a good sign. And uh, I saw Nate Robinson, former NBA player, say this guy could be done. Whoa. Does that mean anything? Does that mean anything? Does Nate Robinson know something? Maybe yes, maybe no. But he is obviously part of the future here because he was in all those meetings with Adrian Griffin. And they this is their number two guy. This guy is really, really important. Yeah. And he couldn't be himself in the playoffs. And that's why they they got bounced. He if he was excellent, uh, maybe it's a, a different scenario. But he he wasn't able to get to that level. This is Giannis's prime. And this is his number two guy. And he, he was key in winning the title. So if he's not anywhere close to where he was, if Nate Robinson is you know, somewhat right even, this is bad news bears for Giannis Antetokounmpo in the box. Yeah, well, what did Middleton do with this player option, like you said? 40.4 million for the 23-24 season, so next season. And he needs to make a decision on that option by June 21st, so I'm like, Less than two weeks here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but like, is he opting out, signing a, a different deal to stay with the Bucks? Um, is he going somewhere else? It feels unlikely, or is he just gonna, you know, try and just take that <laughs> totally fair paycheck of forty million dollars and have a better season? Because I had forgotten, like, oh yeah, this guy had wrist surgery last off season, missed a bunch of time at the start of the season, comes back. You know, tries to get back in game shape and then hurts the knee and missed another, you know, basically 18, 19, 20 games, whatever it was. So, yeah, really rough year for him. He only ended up playing like 30 or so games. But maybe he just, yeah, keeps that final year of that contract and, and tries to build back up his value. He is 31, is that right? So Right. But he's a good player. Oh, he's <laughs> I mean, a very good season. player. But he didn't have a good season last no, season. No. I mean, his numbers are fine, but he wasn't able to... Play enough. No. Really. Exactly. So. All right. That's our NBA news roundup. Uh, we'll take one more break. Got the lights back on. That's great. Good job, JD. And uh, I've got a couple tweets of the night for you. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. 
Well, JD, you might have to come back and unplug that light because people were enjoying the mood lighting. Ooh. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, maybe we're too bright. <laughs> we want an after dark yeah, type right. scenario. Right. Sure. I mean, yeah. I hear what they're saying. It's a it's a, a bright yet dark set. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm not a lighting director. It's fine. It's fine. What is going on with that light though? It's been causing us some problems over I have the last no couple idea. weeks. I am also not an electrician oh, oh. Uh, or an engineer. <laughs> but that is my role here. Uh, you uh, do it all, man. You do it all, including playing the sting for Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet. Uh. Okay, I got a few tweets for you. First one from Bleacher Report. Luca looking lean. Photo of Luca Doncic. Potentially looking lean? I mean, okay, sure. Looks great. Looks like an athlete to me. Uh, but my favorite part of this was our guy, Alex Wong, at Steven underscore LeBron. Ben Simmons working out. Dame says he wants to win in Portland. Luca is looking lean. The official start of the NBA offseason is near. That's right. Big facts there. We already talked about Dame. Wants to stay in Portland. Does he? Probably. This Luca photo. And <laughs> I know it, you man. saw the Ben Simmons photo, him working out in the gym, getting his sweat on, shirt off, looking great. I got to be 100% honest. I didn't see that photo. Which one? The Ben. <laughs> You're a lucky man. Because I did. <laughs> I saw one a few weeks ago. Or I'm always seeing them. Yeah, man. He's working out. He's working out, he was working out his back. Was that the one? Oh, I saw him playing basketball. Like he, uh, like it was a, a an action shot. <laughs> He's in the gym. That's different. Yeah, I saw him working out on the uh, the. What was he? Oh, he was doing uh, rear rear delt work or whatever. He was pulling back <laughs> oh back God. muscles. That's whatever. Even worse. Yeah. Well, Who he's he, he's trying to ha- improve his back. Had back problems. I show me a photo of him practicing free throws. What was he doing? Or in a this? video? Like, I'm, who gives a shit? He's an athlete. He looks chiseled. Of course, he's in the gym. Oh, he hurt his back. What? Uh, what uh, was he doing in this workout? You brought. You made the tweet. He was. I don't know. He's driving. What do you mean? He's like <laughs> dribbling the ball. I think, if I remember correctly. Oh, okay. But this Luca thing. This is just as much bullshit. What? What are people talking about? He took a shower. His hair is wet. I, I'm like, so this looks, is what he, he looks, looks like. What are they wet. talking about? I don't get this. And we did this stuff last year, too. Oh, the league ain't ready for Luca looking lean. He was in great shape. Remember those photos? Well, he played in FIBA, I right, know. JD? He was in the video game. Yeah, was Wasn't it FIFA? No, Sorry. no. That was the summer before he was only playing FIFA, and apparently he was fat. <laughs> but fat. then he was hey, playing hey. actual FIBA. That's F is for like, fat. Anyway, Stephen LeBron is right. Those well, three things, man. He looked all Every right. Every summer. He looked all right. Yes. <laughs> I agree. He looked like that all season long. That's... He just wasn't wearing a Mavericks jersey. It's so weird. I don't know. He looked pretty uh, svelte uh, in it's the waistline. Insane. It's insane. I, what are you guys talking about? Also, it, it happens every year. Harden, the same thing. Harden goes, I know. Harden goes I from know. skinny to obese in five hours. <laughs> It's you know, true. Like it's, yeah. It's Texas jerseys or they add 25 pounds yeah, or something. Everybody knows that. But you're right. Like you could take a photo of any one of us. You could look very skinny. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Look, looking ripped yeah. or looking <laughs> svelte. And then you could take a photo from a different angle or whatever. You're like, Whoa. <laughs> looking a little. <laughs> What's wrong with him? Yeah. 
bloated. So yeah. Anyway, uh, okay. The Perfect, uh, perfectly placed workout mat right behind him too. You just noticed that <laughs> I didn't see. He that. was on the mat okay. doing a little so abdominals. Yo- oh, was he doing yoga? Oh, okay. I don't know. Um, the final tweet of the night. Oh, okay. We got another one. Yeah, it's from uh, one of my favorites on Twitter and in real life. Uh, the kid Mero. All right, Mero tweeted in all caps locks as he does. Nah, the Zion shit is crazy. It's been weeks already. Also, do y'all remember how horny you were at 20? Imagine being that horny, and instead of privately making beef... <laughs> sorry, I can't even get it out. <laughs> and instead of privately making beef stroking off in front of your laptop... <laughs> Stroke. <laughs> this is an incredible line. You could hop in the DMs of the same people you make in hot salami to. That is uh, the iconic Kid Marrow there. <laughs> tweeting about... The story that everyone wants us to address, Tass, and that is the Zion Williamson story of the last week or so. (laughs) Do you have any thoughts? Because I I love that tweet. uh, Yeah, that's my number one thought. I had never heard that term before. (laughs) Making beef stroking off (laughs) in front of your laptop. I grew up with the internet. I grew up with a laptop in front of me. I thought I had heard every single That's true. slang, euphemism. Oh. That came out of nowhere. Beef stroking off. Yeah. Yeah, it's, so it's interesting. Interesting. The uh, You can slide into your DMs and uh, everybody uh, in the NBA has the capacity to make those dreams come true very quickly. Right, so, right. So uh, yes, interesting yes. stuff. Do I have I – have, I don't have anything on that. How, how, some let tweets, me ask you this. How tweets, much of a deep dive did you do on the Zion story? Or, or I, I did as much as I did for the baby Gronk. I I watched the, <laughs> I watched one video, somebody who decided to you know do a report on right, it, right. Uh, the old Twitter report, points up. This is the tweet. That is the person. This is the tweet. <laughs> so that's that's all I did. How much did you do? Uh, I I definitely read way too many tweets from. Uh, is her name Mariah Mills, the the woman that was putting him on blast because Zion. Announces that he's having a baby with congratulations, his, I guess now partner at least the uh, the baby's mama, and then this other woman goes nuts on Twitter yes. with a lot of details of their you know relationship, whatever you want to call it, and uh, yeah, the idea that he could slide in the DMs instead of making beef stroking off <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and just do it in real life. I mean, look. He's 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 got himself in some shit here, but he's a horny twenty year old. He's not twenty. Ah, wait, he's okay. I, you know what? He's a horny young guy with millions of dollars. Still horny at twenty two. But uh, yeah, I guess he's having a baby. Congrats. Yes. Question mark. Yes. Period. Congrats. Period. Yeah. Congrats. Right. Period. <laughs> Listen, we we've, we've done enough. We've done enough on this. I said Nate Robinson knows Chris Middleton's knee history. That that was that that's a, that's a stretch. This also we don't know anything. No. No. Anyway, oh man, it sucks. <laughs> sounds, sounds like Zion's got himself in some mud water. Is a comment <laughs> from Sarah in the stream team. Fascinating. She uh, is a copywriter. Great stuff right, from the Kid Marrow <laughs> and from uh, Alex Wong and Bleacher Report for showing us Luca looking exactly like he always looks. <laughs> but he's looking lean. I thought he looked good. Again, I don't understand. You, you thought he, why aren't you saying he looks good during the entire regular season? 
This is the part I don't get. JD's right. Those jerseys add yeah. 15 pounds. Okay, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Um, all right, guys. Those are the tweets of the night. That's it for us here on a Saturday. Thanks for joining us live. Hit the like button, subscribe. Uh, we'll be back on Monday here from the Classic Factory at 10 a.m. Eastern. Get you ready for game five. And then later on Monday night, you know it. We're on playback again. Second screen experience for everybody here in the States. International League Pass users, you're watching the game with us. We have had so much fun during these. Had a lot of people uh, tuning in, so come join us uh, here in the factory at 10 o'clock on Monday morning and then later at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on Monday night to watch the Denver Nuggets win the NBA championship. Ooh, there's your bulletin board material, Spo. What's that? What are you doing? Tying a bow? Yeah, wrapped up that gift. There you go. Put a bow on it. Uh, Thanks for joining us, guys. Until Monday. Clipper Bros! You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember... I haven't wrapped a present in years. <laughs> now that I remember, I was wrapped tying a bow. I didn't know what you were doing. You were like... Tying a bow. Usually I bag, throw it in a bag, <laughs> tissue paper, carry it. I'm going to go home and wrap a gift. You got somebody's birthday yeah. coming up? Every day is a gift with my wife. I should give her a gift. <laughs> Good what save. about you guys? Good save. Yeah. What about you guys? <laughs> I guess I got to go wrap a gift down for Norton. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm getting a gift next week. It's Father's Day, man. Oh, yeah. Eight it's days from dads. Father's I'm Day. I'm dropping Too many hints. dads. Too Zion, many dads. There's exactly. too many dads, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, embrace the weekend, people. Oops. Hey, Clipper, bro. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.